Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Minneapolis residents voted no on defunding the police this week, but voted yes on the Chad and Cheese podcast. Hi, kids. It's your favorite guilty pleasure. This is your co-host, Joel Silent Majority Cheeseman. And this is Chad. They are who we thought they were. So watch. On this week's show, Indeed is up to its usual Tom Fuckery, climbing the ladder with a little buy or sell and a certain mathematician on a certain porn site shows us just how marketing is done. Let's do this. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways... TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey, kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data. I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com that's t-e-x-t-k-e-r-n-e-l.com nachos (laughs) it's beautiful in the midwest chat this is one of my favorite times of the year 
beautiful yet a little cold. I need some uh, warm apple cider. It's time to embrace the hot toddy, Chad. I need oh, to introduce you to the hot the toddy. Hot toddy. Yeah, that, does, <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> I hope it comes with an umbrella. A little bit of spice, a little bit of cinnamon. That's what it oh, can I come like with. You know who likes spice? Max Armbruster likes spice, the CEO over at Talk Push. <laughs> the thing is, he is now a proud papa. So All there's right. not going to be much spice and or sleep in that man's life. Congratulations with that new baby girl, Max. We're, we're excited for you, man. Is this is firstborn. You know, Max. This is number one, baby. Number one. It's You can't just have one. It's like potato <laughs> chips. So you gotta, you gotta have more. Shout out to Facebook. Who? Uh, Facebook is shutting down its facial recognition technology, which we've Lies. talked about, and they've gotten sued over. Lies. They've, de- they've decided that uh, <laughs> knowing who's in that picture that you posted isn't all that important. They're stopping the technology and they're deleting all the data. At least that's what Zuckerberg is telling us. Lies. <laughs> now, who doesn't lie? Uh, the new chief people officer over at Smart Recruiters. Lisa Sterling, she just picked up the new role uh, on the heels of everybody might remember that Rocky Howard just left the CDO position for a new CPO position over at the Mom Project. So we've uh, got great talent moving all over the place. All over the place. Speaking of talent, how about yes. Career Builder in my shout out list? <laughs> oh, come on. We, we talked about their new ad campaign on a recent oh, show. Well, I God. was curious because uh-huh. I'm used to seeing ZipRecruiter ads where I am. I'm used to seeing Indeed ads. Have not seen the Career Builder ads. And since they're in Chicago, I thought that was a little little weird. Maybe I'd get a, a little bit of Career Builder flavor. So I put on a, a, career, or a LinkedIn poll to see who out there has actually seen this ad on television. So my poll has gotten about 8,000 views, 200 votes, 96% say they have not seen the career builder ad. <laughs> so the market must be real limited into, into where they're actually distributing this thing, but they're not apparently unleashing it on the world to any grand scale. Career yeah. builder. Yeah. Shout out. Probably as boring as fuck as is along with that new logo they have. That's great oh. stuff. Oh, Ooh, shout out to Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka. So since they were strong enough to actually bring up the uncomfortable topic of mental health, it allowed players like Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons this week to step away from football to to, uh, actually focus on his mental health. we're, We're starting, I think, we're not there yet. We're starting to understand that broken bones and and torn cartilage are definitely uh, injuries, but we can have different types of injuries. And Calvin Ridley, and uh, he's he showed that this week. So he stepped away. And I think there's a lot to do with that with Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka, because they pretty much broke that ceiling. Well, speaking of uh, out of the game with injury, or COVID in this case, Aaron Rodgers makes my shout-out list. What an idiot. Americans will know him as the Green Bay Packers quarterback. He agreed to take partial salary in Bitcoin this week and will also be giving away a million dollars in Bitcoin to fans just to get a little extra promotion in his decision to do so. Bitcoin is all over the place. Crypto is everywhere. I'm sure you've seen commercials with everyone from Matt Damon to Tom Brady Uh pimping, trading, crypto. Aaron Rodgers is the latest to get on board. We'll see how many more players look for Bitcoin salary. You'll remember Tim Sackett on our yeah. on our yearly show predicted mm-hmm. more and more people would be requesting payments in Bitcoin. It looks like 
Tim was right. Tim if was you're a right. millionaire and you have money to throw around, why not? I mean, diversify. So yeah, but I don't think normal Joe is asking <laughs> for Bitcoin. Okay, <laughs> what they are asking for, Joel, is they're they're asking for new chatbots and uh, Marvel AI integrated with Wade and Wendy. And dude, mm-hmm. the chatbot is named that they created. It's it's a visual video chatbot. So it's integrated with Wade Wade and Wendy, mm-hmm. has this uh, amazing audio quality to it. And, and the chatbot is named Chad. So they actually made a Chadbot and it looks it looks nothing like me. What the actual fuck? I mean, I'm totally going to go up the chain of command on this one. This is ridiculous. It's a video, it's a visual and audio experience. Is that what is that what we're saying? Yep. Yep. So you can be on your phone and you can use your microphone. Uh, It asks you questions and you can reply right back to it. Uh, It's very interesting. We actually had a a story in the feed about companies creating visual, I don't know, concierge for the metaverse. Yep. And that's kind of what I thought when you, when you said that. And I also thought, uh, I think you're a fan of, of Prof G, right? Yeah. Scott Galloway. So you listen to his, his podcast, his standalone standalone thing. He also mentioned it in pivot with, uh, Kara Swisher. Yeah. Kara Swisher. So he's, he's really, he hates the whole metaverse, the Facebook thing, <laughs> the, the, the face plate in the eye, the eye. And that's thing. cool. So, yeah. But he's really, he really thinks that the future is in the ears where that's sort of your AI and that's your, that's your metaverse being able to connect, um, through audio. So interesting that, uh, Wade and Wendy is making this play in the video and audio segment. Interesting future trends to watch, Chad. Another trend, uh, Lever. Cash, baby. Yes, popular with uh, a lot of the kids out there. Uh, announced a $50 million raise in Series D funding this week, bringing the total to $133 million there you go. in total. Uh, the, the show is so packed with shit this week that that <laughs> is a shout out. $50 million just gets you a shout out on this week's show. So... Uh- I know this is going to sound odd, but it seems rather light, right? I mean, with all the unicorn cash being thrown around, I would have expected double that at the very least, especially in a Series D. Mm -hmm. And also for global expansion, because they talked about global expansion. So I'm not sure. It it sounds like it might be a setup for acquisition. Does it feel like a bridge, a bridge fund, a bridge? Like, hey, let's just get you to the acquisition. Yeah, let's just, yeah, let's just get us yeah. to, to whatever. Yeah, a little validation through funding, and yeah. then a glorious vision that is painted by the CEO. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just—it's one of those things that just there's something that's not right about that. Yeah, it's a little bridgy. It's a little mm-hmm. bridgy. I'll give that to you. We're watching you, Lever. We're watching you. <laughs> well, as we're talking about Lever. We uh, talked about the new Cornerstone On Demand logo on the European show earlier this week. If you haven't Mm -hmm. checked it out, check it out. So we received comments after that show that uh, referred to the new Cornerstone logo as the cat anus. (laughs) (laughs) What? And then I went to the site and I was like, yeah, yeah. Cornerstone's new logo looks like a cat anus. This is, I can't unsee it. This is, I don't know who was in the marketing behind this, but yes, this is horrible and uh, true. 
All right, for our for our listeners out there that have a, a certain skill set in Photoshop, uh, <laughs> please send us a cat ass with Cornerstone's new imagery, and we will gladly post it onto social media. Whether or not you want your brand or your company to be associated, you know, we'll we'll honor whatever you want. But if yeah. anyone out there can make a cat ass as the cornerstone logo we will we will hook you up with some social media love by the way you've seen meta's new uh new logo that thing uh, got yes. the photoshop treatment one per i saw it as a penis i saw it as a pair of boobs i boobs, saw it as yeah. a nutsack yeah like uh-huh. yeah people had a lot of fun with that so let's have fun in our industry <laughs> with the cornerstone logo put that thing on a cat we want to we want to share that on social good call good call and speaking of sharing chad nothing is sharing and caring like free shit uh if you haven't signed up for free stuff from Chad and Cheese, we got T-shirts from Emissary. We got beer from our new, our new sponsor, what? the Beer Drop Pillar, uh-huh. Pillar HR. Adzuna, who is our former Beer Drop uh, sponsor, they've moved up. They're they've gone to the up. weekly, weekly, uh-huh. weekly sponsorship. So yep. Pillar's filling in for beer, and as usual, Sovereign is uh, is killing our livers with whiskey. God, you I can love get it guys. for free, but you can't unless you go to chadcheese.com slash free and fill it out. That's right. And we have an event coming, kids. Remember, you, you've got to come and have Thanksgiving in Belgium with Chad and Cheese. We already have a, a WhatsApp group created with about 15 people that we're going to meet in Austin, Belgium uh, for the Congress. We already mm-hmm. have dinner scheduled the night prior. It's going to be a damn good time. Probably no turkey. There, there might be, but I, I don't know. Check out the speakers. Register for the event at erecruitment-congress.com. And if you're attending... Hit us up on the socials, and we'll see if we can actually get you into the fancy dinner that Levin reserved at uh, the Royal Sailing Club. That's right. Posh, baby. Posh. <laughs> the Royal Sails. That's nice. That's nice. Sailing I'm going to have Duval-flavored uh, turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, well, Chad, uh, speaking of a, a group of fine folks, uh, it's time for the fantasy football update. Uh, sponsored by poach uh i'm gonna go from from first to worst here on our our leaderboard uh number one benjamin worst to first you remember benjamin was in last place a few weeks ago ben kuntz way to go buddy uh the wonderful miss q just can't get over that hump to the number one spot she's been sitting in the number two place for quite a while jason and the argonauts you remember that one don't you chad uh putnam is next followed by cheesy does it your boy here, uh, Christy, <laughs> Bad Moon Rising, Pistol Pete, Suchi, Bill, Race to the Bottom, Fanning, Chris, the football team, Russell, Michael, Keaton, Cox, and Chad, the bottom of the barrel, sucking is you, <laughs> and that is your fantasy football leaderboard update. Oh shit! Do we have birthdays? We got birthdays, baby. Okay. Listeners, fans, and just friends of the show, uh, happy birthday to Jarvis Carell, Steve Jewell, Graham Ferguson, Louis Gleis- Gleixner, Louis Gleixner. Excuse me? Yeah. David Yorg, Chloe Rada, and Jeff Webb all celebrate birthdays this month. Another wow. trip around the sun, everybody. A bunch of November birthdays. That's happy awesome. Birth- yeah, a lot of, lot of sex going on. If my math is right, would that be September? <laughs> no, anyway. Anyway. Topics! Dude. Two weeks with Indeed starting the show. Oh, I love it. fuck. I love it. 
Last week, we updated on Indeed throttling unpaid jobs, regressing from a search engine model to a job board model. It's pretty simple. If you're not paying for jobs, they're kicking you off the site, or at least they're hiding the jobs, right? Mm -hmm. That was what we talked about last week. This week, we have more Tom fuckery to report. Here's a message. I'm just going to read this off because it's so good. Here's a message we received from a leader in the talent acquisition space. Quote, our friends at Indeed are up to their tomfoolery yet again. After conditioning users of their resume search tool over the last few years to earn contact credits, two for positive responses, one for negative responses, Indeed will be doing away with that functionality in 2022. Resume users will allegedly earn credits by executing interviews on their interview platform. They're jamming this interview platform down people's throats. Anyway, of course, back to the quote, of course, their timing is in, is fantastic as many clients, especially enterprise clients, have either committed contracts spent to them or at a minimum budgeted for what they are expected to spend. This puts high volume clients in a particularly shitty position as some efficient users that could use five to 600 contacts a month on their credits will now have to spend an additional $800 to $1,000 per month to contact those candidates uh. with quote unquote shared contacts. But don't worry, kids, don't worry. While they are taking away some features, they are also raising the prices in the new year. Mm. At least Indeed is apparently worth more. End quote. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. <laughs> That's exactly is still right. Who we thought they were, <laughs> yeah, but we're not letting them off the hook, dude. We've seen this story before. Yes, but indeed seems to be taking it to new heights. Yes, they are monster 2.0. Uh, one of the two <laughs> things is ha- one of two things is happening here. I'm not sure which. Yeah. Either one, they clearly think their customers have no other options and are soaking yes. them as much as possible. Yes. Uh, think Netflix without you know perceived competition. Or two, they're seeing greater attrition and need to get as much profit as possible out of the current customers before they don't have any left. Um, <laughs> I think it's very telling that changes were made after so many customers have already committed for the year. Mm-hmm. You can only soak your customers for so long before they revolt. Uh, and I think the time may be coming for pitchforks and fire kids. Yeah, yeah. So we we have always known who indeed was and is, right? So I guess we can't be surprised when they show up to the party dressed as the evil empire. This has been the way for them for over a decade. And once again, I blame the recruitment advertising agency space. They had the power to change Indeed's trajectory years ago, and they just sat back and did nothing. And and as Dennis Green said, But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. I blame Monster and Career Builder who could have nipped that shit in the bud and we wouldn't even be talking about <laughs> Indeed 15 years hence. But either way, here we are. That's on Sal, right? And it really has got to be on, on Sal. Sal. Fucking Sal. All right. Uh, indeed, we're watching you and we'll continue to, to comment on your Tom fuckery. More listeners, more listeners. Give us more feedback. We, I, I had so many messages this week. This is just one that we read through because it was incredibly pointed, mm-hmm. but continue to give us intel and thoughts on what you're seeing and hearing. We appreciate it. And we will keep you anonymous if you choose to be anonymous. Well, let's go to uh, Greenhouse, continuing with the news stories of the week. 
A couple of New York City-based companies are getting married, Chad. Uh, Greenhouse, a popular ATS provider, announced late last week it has acquired sourcing automation provider Interseller. Mm-hmm. The acquisition enables Greenhouse customers to do their talent sourcing natively within Greenhouse. Greenhouse co-founder and CEO Daniel Chait said, quote, Our decision to buy Interseller came after an extensive review of the market. Interseller absolutely stood out because of their rigorous approach to email deliverability and innovations that ensure high quality candidate interactions. How often do you see email and innovations in the same sentence? (laughs) Founded in 2016, Interseller looks like it was totally bootstrapped and employs about 14 folks. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. Chad, what do you make of this move? I'm glad seeing Greenhouse getting out there, acquisitions, looking at this type of tech. Um, I just I just wonder what happens when LinkedIn locks them out. I mean, what will the platform be worth then? Interseller nor Greenhouse owns the rails uh, on this mm-hmm. one. LinkedIn owns them, right? So even though I like the aggressive move, I'm wondering about the long-term viability. Also, why aren't systems like greenhouse focusing inward when it comes to candidates companies are spending shit tons of cash acquiring the same candidates over and over and over you already have them yep i would think that a company like greenhouse like isims with the acquisition of opening.io would move to make recruiting more cost effective instead of feeding the linkedin recruiter seat beast that to me i don't know if it was just cheap and it was something that might have been a cool add-on from a feature standpoint, but overall, I think strategically, it's not the best move. It's it's an interesting move. So at first glance, I thought it was a lot like iSims buying text recruit, right? Yeah. Uh, that is not so much. Keep an eye on the most popular apps in your marketplace, and then go make a buy to add that tech to your catalog as a native solution, right? So in, the, in that case, it was iSims bringing text recruiting uh, SMS to their to their platform. Greenhouse has many sourcing solutions already in their marketplace. Uh, a lot of names you'll know, our listeners will know, Seek Out, Hire Tool, Fetch, etc., uh, many of whom have raised a lot of money um, and would have cost Greenhouse a premium if they had gone to buy one of those. However, I don't see Interseller in their marketplace. So either they took them out after the acquisition or they've never been in there. Uh, so that makes it very interesting to me. Both of these companies are in New York. So it feels a little bit like the LA deal uh, a while back or a couple of weeks ago uh, when they were like, oh, let's, hey, we met at a bar. They had this sourcing tool thing. Uh, they were pretty cheap. So we decided <laughs> to buy them. I don't know if that's what happened, but it, it kind of smells a little bit like that. Um, mm-hmm. Greenhouse has taken over $100 million in investment, which is a lot. Uh, so it's not, but it's not enough to make big moves like buying seek out who's raised about the same amount of money. Yeah, no, I think a source, a move into sourcing had to be made. And I think they'll continue. I think a trend will start just like with chatbots, where a lot of these ATSs and platforms feel like, oh, we need a sourcing tool. And let's be honest, there are a lot of sourcing tools out there that, uh, are probably for sale, probably will, uh, probably up for not a lot of money outside of Mm -hmm. uh, a few of them. So my question is, also is sourcing becoming a commodity. Um, now your spin on that is different in that LinkedIn owns the rails and the profiles. My take is sort of profiles are everywhere. Um, and they're sort of there for the taking. And if they are there for the taking, is it a commodity? Is it just a checkbox that companies will have to, to, to tick off and their ATS will help them do that. In this case, greenhouse, uh, with interseller. Um, ultimately I think it's, it's probably, 
a bad sign for companies like Seekout that Greenhouse chose to make an acquisition kind of off the clearance rack. To be honest, I had never even heard of Interseller uh, before this deal. And I like to think that I know a lot of the sourcing tools because we talked to a lot of people in sourcing. Uh, so interesting deal. I feel like it was on the cheap. Uh, I feel like it's a that they probably need that solution, but they have a ton. If you go to their marketplace, there are a ton of sourcing solutions. So this deal is really kind of strange. It, it feels like, oh, it was on the cheap. We need yeah. a native sourcing tool that we could monetize, screw the other sourcing uh, providers and, and make this move. But it, it's confusing to me. It doesn't feel like a round peg in a round hole. No, we did talk about Interseller a few years ago, I think maybe when they got some funding, yeah. but they've been, it's been silent since we really haven't heard anything. Uh, and I think for the most part, they were more on the sales uh, contact side of the house before mm-hmm. they actually got into recruiting. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm glad to see the uh, aggressiveness and, and acquisition, but it more than likely was a clearance clearance rack. Yeah. Do you agree that we'll see more acquisitions in this space or you think this will be a one-off? Yeah, no, I think I think there will be acquisitions in this space. I think they'll be more high powered. I, I also think that there will be more matching and also, you know, again, I'm biased on the candidate ID side of the house, but you know, we don't have any like Marketo systems in this space. We have like one. Right. And to be able to market to candidates that you've already paid for. I mean, to think of it from the standpoint, if you were a CMO and you paid for a shit ton of leads, right? Yeah. And you did nothing with those leads, you probably wouldn't be CMO for long. Right. <laughs> no. You pay, I mean, you paid millions of dollars for those leads. So what what HR is doing is they're paying millions of dollars for leads that yeah. they're fucking doing nothing with. How are they keeping their jobs? How are they actually getting more money for recruitment marketing when who they're bringing in, they already have. I mean, I just don't get it. So I yeah. think the matching side of the house, the be able to the, the nurturing side of the house is where it's at. Yeah. I really thought I really thought we would we would initially be reporting, you know, like Microsoft buy seek out for half a million half a billion dollars or something. Yeah. And then yeah. and then from there hire tool gets acquired and hiring solved and everybody else. The fact the that this sort of go, was, baby. Yeah, this, the fact is sort of like at the bottom and maybe we'll work our way up, but it usually doesn't start like that. Uh, so to, again, I think that's, that's a bad sign uh, for the industry, but we'll have yep. to watch and find out. Well, speaking of uh, an industry that's on fire, let's talk about Fiverr. Um, mm-hmm. Announced this week, Fiverr has acquired Stoke Talent in a $95 million deal. Stoke Talent is a freelancer management system that provides tools that enable companies to manage their freelance talent. This includes onboarding, payment, and tracking budgets. Fiverr founder and CEO Micah Kaufman said, quote, the Stoke acquisition made complete sense on multiple levels, end quote. The deal enables Fiverr to engage with much larger customers, offer software solutions to firms that already have freelancers, and gives Fiverr access to the offline freelancing market. Stoke Talent was founded by Shahar Arez and Hilik Praz. It's headquartered in Tel Aviv, Israel, and has almost 30 full-time employees. Chad, what's your take? Where's my Glenn Fry playlist, baby? Because the heat is on. Uh, <laughs> no. Fiverr right now, as you'd said, it gives Fiverr access to the offline freelancing uh, market that it's still orders of magnitude larger than online freelancing. So they're trying to expand. 
they're moving upstream into enterprise. I wonder why that is. Any guesses? Uh, maybe LinkedIn or maybe they're just yeah. trying to continue to gain ground on 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 Upwork. Either way, this is this is great. The, the market's frothy and I think Fiverr and organizations like Stoke uh, and hopefully the communos of the world who, you know, haven't taken a shit ton of cash can get a good payout and get uh, get their portfolio into a big name like Fiverr or Upwork. Chad, in that 28 seconds that you talked about it, it got hotter. That's how <laughs> hot this, this, is, this hot. is. So, so LinkedIn is jumping in. We talked about that. They're going they're going global with their Crazy. solution. Upwork is doing incredibly well. Uh, their quarterly earnings knocked it out of the park. Uh, Facebook has been rumored for a while to get in. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised if, if and when they do. Uh, now it's an arms race, and this acquisition helps prove that thesis. Uh, Fiverr was born as Fiverr was born as this quirky site where you could get little things done for five bucks. Uh, think, think, give me a logo or a banner ad for five dollars. And now it wants to be a soup to nuts platform for organizations of all sizes, online and offline to manage their, their contract workers. Uh, it's, it's very exciting. It, it just makes a lot of sense. We've talked a ton about the great resignation, people being unhappy, people wanting flexibility, people wanting, you know, different opportunities and the gig economy lets them do that, or at least lets them support a lifestyle until they figure out what they want to do, uh, with yeah. their life. I'm interested to see the trend around the brick and mortar side. I think, you know, servers, construction, healthcare, that's going to be a really interesting space. And people like Nomad Health, it seems to be that's sort of niche. Fire, though. Do, do these guys get gobbled up? And by the way, tax, Task Rabbit has been really quiet lately. I don't know if it's because they're now owned by a bunch of Swedes, but <laughs> I want to see some Task Rabbit activity. Uh, good luck with that one. Let's take a quick break. And uh, ooh, buy or sell, one of our yes. favorite activities. And I think, what is it, like three weeks now that we've done buy or sell? Sure. I think so. Well, with all the money. Buy or sell, we get back, everybody. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. Buy or sell, baby. You ready to do this? Yes. All right. Everybody, you know how this works. We talk about three startups that recently have received funding, and Chad and I will either buy or sell that startup. Number one, we have Multiplier. Global recruitment and employment management startup Multiplier has raised $13.2 million in a Series A capital four months after snagging a seed funding round of around $4 million. Founded just last year in Singapore, Multiplier helps employers onboard, pay, and manage distributed workforce 
in 150 plus countries. Its online section, Talent Wiki, features details about talent acquisition sources in foreign countries in addition to pay scale and other market-specific employment information. With 100-plus legal experts, Multiplier manages issues related to local compliance, labor contracts, payroll systems, employee benefits, and taxes. Chad, Multiplier, buy or sell? Onboarding sucks. Payrolling sucks. Compliance sucks. I sound like a fucking broken record. I've said this. I don't know on how many podcasts. Will it automate? Yes. Will it scale? Yes. Does it cut out shit that nobody wants to do? Yes. The founder experience isn't in town acquisition, although it is in fintech for payrolling. So I think speed to market is multiplier superpower to be able to help all those companies that are out there who want to get into emerging markets and they 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 want a partner that can help them get into these these new countries uh it's too easy so speed to market multiplier superpower it's a buy for me multiplier is a buy all right uh the gig economy is hot and this space is hot too uh competitors like deal Remote and Employment Hero have all raised over $100 million in this sort of remote management space. As companies go remote and more global, they need solutions to dot the I's and cross the T's of all those things that you wax poetically suck so much. From a fundraising perspective, Multiplier is putting itself in a good place, I think making it a more digestible acquisition than all the comp- uh, all the competition that's raised $100 million plus dollars. Uh, I think these guys are going to be acquired pretty soon. I can't believe they're only a year old. Yeah. Multiplier is a buy for me as well. When I work, let's talk about them. The the interesting company with a funny name, Minneapolis-based. Joel uses the the, the app When I Nap. When I Nap. (laughs) That one's on speed dial for me. That's a good Uh, one. All right. Minneapolis-based When I Work a SaaS employee scheduling, time tracking, and team messaging platform. This week announced it has secured a $200 million growth investment from Bain Capital. The funding will enable When I Work to rapidly expand its suite of software solutions, pursue acquisitions, and enhance its market position. Since its founding in 2010, more than 10 million hourly employees have used the platform and view the in view and swap shifts, clock in, view hours worked, request time off, and communicate with managers and coworkers. Today, more than 200,000 workplaces, including Hickory Farms, Siemens, and healthcare providers, are using the When I Work platform. Chad, When I Work, buy or sell? Will it automate? Yes. Will it actually scale or help your workforce scale? Yes right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the CEO was a ultimate software, uh, was at ultimate software for over six years and has a background in, in our space. This one is, is kind of close to my heart because I have practical experience with this app. I love this app. When I was working as a kickboxing instructor a couple of years ago, uh, we used when I work to manage mm-hmm. schedules, trade shifts, uh, and just do the basic hard bullshit of shift work. It was amazing, intuitive, and effective. And knowing that's exactly what managers and shift workers need, this is an easy buy for me. Now, I'm going to say this is the first startup on buy or sell that you've actually used. 
Like we actually have <laughs> real yeah. world experience and hands-on experience with. All right. Uh, I love these stories. Uh, while we talk incessantly about chatbots, AI, and the metaverse, there are companies that quietly provide products and services that positive impact industries like kickboxing or whatever the fuck you were doing that we rarely <laughs> notice. Uh, this isn't some three-month-old startup getting $200 million dollars. This is a decades-old organization doing the hard work of getting and keeping clients. The pandemic and the ubiquity says their time is now. When I work, a solid buy for me as well. Too easy. Let's talk about ladder. No, not the ladders. Ladder. <laughs> I don't know who thought it was a good idea to name a company in the same space the same name. But anyway, we'll get to that. ladder a San Fran-based professional community platform, Hello LinkedIn Wannabe, has raised $3.7 million in seed funding. Notable angels include the CEO of DoorDash, uh, NBA scrub Matthew Delavadova, former Cleveland Cav, and executives from Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, Uber, and Robinhood. On Ladder, members can join professional communities, consume high-quality career content, engage in fun discussions, land their dream job and form meaningful relationships with peers and mentor. That's according to their press release. The platform aims to become the go-to professional social network for Gen Z. Chad is a card carrying Gen Xer. Are you <laughs> buying or selling ladder? So you get the feeling right out of the gate when creating a ladder profile, which I did, mm -hmm. that it was created just for college students. Uh, the experience sucks. I used Google. I Well, I used my Google profile to start creating my ladder profile. What's your most re recent education? Oh, hell no. Boot camp grads, dropouts, and students of any kind are encouraged, but the drop downs are hyper-focused on degrees right out of the gate, which doesn't make any damn sense when we're moving toward an experience and skills-based market. It feels like ladder would have been a great idea 10 years ago. Will it automate? No. Will it scale? No. Does the founder have experience in this, fa this space? He's 12 years old, for God's <laughs> sakes. No, he doesn't. So what we have here is an incredibly smart and well-connected to Sequoia uh -huh. kid who has no clue what's happening in the market. And the market is so fucking frothy right now that they will throw money at anything that relates to jobs and workforce. This to me is an easy and big sell. All right. Uh, Facebook is losing users to Snap and TikTok. For some reason, people think the same thing will happen with LinkedIn. Uh, but what's the purpose of a professional network? It's not about cool or dancing or karaoke. It's about connecting with those who can actually help you professionally, i.e. sell some shit, get a job, find a mentor, etc. cetera. Uh, if I had joined a professional network in my 20s that was full of other 20-year-olds, aside from getting laid, I'm not sure it would have done anything for me <laughs> until about 20, 10, 20 years after joining. Unless there was a getting laid network, right? Yeah, that's that's called Tinder. That that exists. All right. So LinkedIn, LinkedIn would have plugged me into everyone I needed to know instantly, young and old. LinkedIn will not be TikToked. Uh, ladder, much like the ladders for me, is a sell. And that brings us to the end of another buyer sell. Chad, are you a member of Sam's Club or Costco? Uh yes. 
Yes. Uh, which one? I feel like they're kind of like West Side Story. You're either one or the other. Yeah, Costco. Costco. Okay, I'm a Costco guy too. Uh, well, Sam's Club was in the news recently, uh, basically saying what labor shortage. Uh, Sam's Club CEO says it has reached full employment at the Yahoo Finance's All Market Summit. That sounds like a party. Uh, Sam's Club CEO Catherine McClay said Sam's has been at full staffing for probably over three months in their roughly 600 stores. McClay said the secret sauce for Sam's Club has been a combination of higher wages and a clear pathway for career advancement. They're at $15 an hour at minimum wage, but the average wage is actually around $17.30 an hour. 70% of Sam's Club leaders have worked their way up from the front line. The recipe for keeping workers happy appears to be working for Sam's Club, whose same-store sales rose 7.7% in the second quarter, on top of a 13.3% gain a year ago. Second quarter operating profits rose 11.5% from a year ago. Chad, everyone's bitching about, I can't hire anybody. And then you get a story, a story like this from Sam's Club. What do you make of it? What I'd like to see is I'd like to see research around retention uh, for companies that are run by female CEOs. I think there's more empathy, more authenticity. But uh, I mean, I, we're seeing that possibly at Sam's Club. Uh, they started with a $15 minimum wage. Uh, I think a couple of years ago, they tried to actually at, ratchet up to that and they've gotten there. Uh, their average, which Really don't know what that means. You don't know, you know, what they're meaning. If that's just frontline average, mm -hmm. you know, it's over seven seventeen dollars. I'm still having a hard time praising organizations for finally paying a fucking living wage, but that's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think though, I would love to see research on how female-led companies and even teams within organizations are doing from an attrition standpoint versus uh, their male counterparts. And I want to see some research around megalomaniacs in penis rockets running companies <laughs> and how that's going. Yeah, most any, company, trash cans. Mo most any company can move wages higher and provide bonuses, benefits, uh, et cetera. And we're yeah. starting to see that finally with, with organizations. Where I think Sam Club's, Sam's Club gets it right is the culture. Um, you can't just switch culture on and off, right? You can't just say, we're going to give you more money. That's a culture has takes decades in this case to, to grow. I think there's mm -hmm. immense benefit to being a new employee talking to your boss that was actually in your shoes five or 10 years ago. It gives you something to look at as terms of where I'll be uh, in five to 10 years. Um, I think that's really important. I think that we discount yes. that a lot of times. Uh, it says the company values you and wants you to grow within the company. Amazon, in contrast, doesn't seem to have that kind of culture whatsoever. Uh, treating people is a good move. Uh, unlike Amazon, where there's actually been stories where they feel like they're getting pushed out at a certain point because they're going to an, an, another level of, of salary and or Amazon would rather not pay you salary and they'd rather bring in somebody else to take your spot. So props to Sam's Club. And I think it's been paying dividends. It's a successful business. I think we could probably say the same about Costco. Yes. Um, and I know that we've talked, uh, was it the uh, Costco TikToker that yeah. was that was talking about the benefits of the workplace and how much they love Costco? I mean, that's yeah. the kind of thing that you get with culture. And most, most companies, the majority of companies aren't willing to put in the time investment to create a culture 
like the one that we see at Sam's Club. So hats off to them. The investment is paying off. That's right. And anybody out there who has uh, research on female CEOs versus male CEOs and attrition in their organization, I'd like to see that. Let's take a quick break. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. (laughs) And we'll talk about petitions on Pornhub. Yes. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, Chad, another week, another Pornhub story. (laughs) Wow. Popular porn destination Pornhub, which none of our listeners are are familiar with, serves up 2.4 billion visits on average each month. It's a top wow. 10 site that they don't really talk about because it's porn. Yeah. That's a lot of visitors, Chad. Uh, mm-hmm. Marketers are always looking for large numbers of potential customers, and they're always looking for ways to cut through the clutter. Enter a math teacher named Chang Shu who noticed something was missing amidst all the TNA goodness, math. (laughs) Calculus. The the Taiwanese math teacher provides online math lessons in fully clothed and safe for work videos at Pornhub.com. The teacher said, quote, since very few people teach math on adult video platforms, like are there more than one? Uh, And since there are so many people who watch videos on them, I thought that if I uploaded my videos there, a lot of people would see them, end quote. He has tried taking his lessons to other adult platforms like X videos, but those sites apparently don't allow non-adult clips. They have too much, too much uh, morale, I guess, or too much morality. (laughs) Pornhub is much more welcoming. Under the handle Chang Su Math 666, I'm not sure why he put the sign of the the devil there uh, in his name. (laughs) Uh, The 34-year-old math teacher's verified account has netted him over 1.7 million views and features the slogan, play hard, study hard. Yeah, I bet that gets some searches. Uh, The goal is for viewers to sign up for Chang Shu's online course, which nets him over $250,000 a year, which he uses to pay his staff and produce the math videos. You said staff. I said staff. I don't know how he is at teaching math, but he's a hell of a marketer. Chad, what's your take? Okay, so I haven't performed the demographic research on this one, but I would assume most of the clicks on his videos are people who are looking for naughty teacher fantasies and not learning calculus. Uh, I could totally be wrong. And if I am, that makes this guy a fucking marketing genius. But I'm going to play the skeptic here and say that for the most part, all the clicks that he's he's getting, uh, they're by they're not by accident. They're really looking for te- teacher fantasies. Yeah. Well, Chad, we've we've been debating whether or not to go video for this podcast, <laughs> and I think I think that 
this insight just may have given us enough ammo to say we should be publishing videos on Pornhub. What could be more on brand than that? And with that, another one is in the books. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. We We out. out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chadcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.